You're listening to Super Power Up with multidimensional master, superpower expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Tonya Donrekla. If you're ready to disrupt reality, then sit down, strap in, and prepare to experience the show that proves there is no spoon. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert. And I am so excited to have with me today just a delightful man who, who's just dedicated so much of his life to this deep body of work in terms of the transformational space as well as the, the expansion space and what's possible. We're going to be talking today. Um, the topic is around finding everything in nothing. And, and, our, and our guest is the perfect person to open that dialogue with. Amaka Swami is a retired professor of physics from University of Oregon, um, and I know uh, all of our, our folks are very familiar with What the Bleep Do We Know, and he was featured in that one, but in his latest book is all around this idea of um, quantum spirituality, and, and, and he's, he's a big proponent of, of something that he's called the quantum activism movement. Um, trying to open our eyes to the fact that it's so much bigger than what we thought, and also perhaps so much more simple than what we thought. And so we're going to dive into that dialogue today and allow him to um, enlighten all of us w- with his, his deep wisdom in, the, in this area. So please join me in welcoming to our show, Amit. How are you doing, sir? Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Tonya. Great. I'm doing great. I'm very happy to be with you. Oh, well, we are so excited to have you with us. And, and we're going to jump in and ask you our first question of what are your superpowers? <laughs> well, I have a I have power, but it's not so secret because it's all scientific. You know, mm. I um, I was very interested in the slogan when it first came out in the 1970s. We create our own reality, mm. uh, and the secret was uh, a book that was written on it, and the movie was. Uh, released and all of them have part of the quantum physics in it. That idea, basic idea was given by Fred Allen Wolf. We create our own reality. But of course we don't create our reality uh, with the ego consciousness and that confused <laughs> us. But I was determined to find out if there is any truth to that. And eventually when I discovered the true interpretation of quantum physics that Science must be based on consciousness. I did uh, discover that, yes, consciousness chooses, except it's a deeper state of consciousness. So you have to find your access to that deeper state. And over the years, I have worked on this for 40 years. And and finally, Mm. I think I have a fairly good idea to live a life where (laughs) your access is better. And the secret, I'll tell you, the secret is simply learn to make intentions, learn to be inspired, and learn to be sensitive to intuition. And then Mm. when the intuition does come, what you can manifest, that's the intuition is about, then manifest it through creative process. And I explained this whole thing. We are writing a a new book with um, uh, some collaborators. uh, uh, And... um, this is now common knowledge. I mean, hoping that this will be common knowledge and people start using the mm-hmm. power of quantum physics in order to manifest things in their uh, life. 
Well, and I think that that was the situation was there, there was some fine print, right? That perhaps not all of us were reading. And I love how eloquently and, and very simply you stated is like, of course we create our own realities, but we're creating it from frequencies and from aspects of ourselves. And most of us aren't sensitized enough to be able to witness or, or to even grip or, or open our eyes to the fact that they might exist. And so it, you know, it got a bad rap when all these people wanted to invoke their will into manifestation and, and it didn't work, right? Or, or they'd have like these false starts, you know, like a blip of success and then it's like it crumbles, you know, and you can't sustain it. Um, we just ran a whole series. We, we run what we call our IM series. And the first one was on in the beginning. And it was all about that exact concept that manifestation in any form of um, reliability or effectiveness comes from an alignment with that you know, what we would consider, you know, the divine will or, 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 yeah. or perhaps um, the, the, the quantum realities, but the um, whatever framework you want to put it in there, there's a sensitization and an aligning that, that kind of naturally has to occur in that state. And, and that takes a lot of work to unpack everything that isn't that. Right. And, and I think that's what frustrates people. Yes, you are absolutely right. That alignment is what we need to do because the usually, especially in the current situation where the entire worldview of the world is polarized between two factions, the religious faction, which is outdated because it stresses too much of after world, not enough of this world. And of course, as a reaction to it, science accepted a materialist view, which is of course a completely unscientific attitude. Uh, the world cannot be based on matter alone. Uh, it is just a ridiculous <laughs> Tell us how you really feel about that. <laughs> you know, when people believe that, though, they are just losing out on this infinite possibility that we have to manifest. And, and we really, really have to feel sorry for them. But you are awesome. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you're like I, why did i just have this flash to like jesus in the temple like destroying things and going stop trying to keep people from the god you know and it's so i can see you <laughs> standing on this platform being like stop you know, right? trying to keep people from what they're capable of <laughs> yes oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well we're going to take a quick break folks this is going to be a really fun conversation you're not going to want to miss any of it I mean, before we go to break, where can we send people to find out more about you? Uh, uh, it's my website, amitgoswami.org, A-M-I-T-G-O-S-W-A-M-I, one word, dot O-R-G. Perfect, perfect. Well, folks, we're talking today about finding everything in nothing. And as you uh, have surmised, this is going to be a fun conversation. So stick with us. We're going to be right back after this break. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. And we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com 
and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Awesome. We're back. You're listening to Disrupt Reality on the Superpower Up Network. This is Tonya Don Reckle, and we're talking today with Amit Goswami about finding everything in nothing. And before the break, we, we got a little passionate about this concept of like, what, what do we really miss out on when we're not willing to look at things from a bigger perspective, from a more expansive space, when we don't ask some of those questions that lead us to the awareness that perhaps things aren't as limited as we once thought they were. Um, and, and, and what's the price of that, right? We, we, we you know, hobble ourselves and our, our creative potential when we continuously feed a notion that has been debunked for, for decades at, 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 the, at the least. And so, so, you know, that's a common conversation on the Disrupt Reality Show is this idea of like, what is it going to take for us to start living the existences that so many of us claim to know and understand um, in what stands in between all of that. And we've got the embodiment and the integration. And you spoke to things, um, real paradigm construct issues um, in religiosity, in science, where they don't meet up, where, where both are kind of flawed individually. And so, so in your work, how, how, let, let's, let's give people hope. Like, how are you seeing those entwinements happening? How, are you seeing progress in the conversation that kind of brings us all together to, to put the whole picture together? Um, is there hope? <laughs> there is definitely hope because it's all very scientific. And you know, the best news is that the uh, science uh, scientists in general, they still pursue truth. They have not given up on the values. They have not given up on the archetypes. They are still doing their thing very much uh, independent of what the uh, establishment, the prejudicial component, you know, every, every organization has its organizers. Um, and they are, of course, the one who sells the philosophy, the metaphysics. Um, scientists in general, though individual one, and I have I talked to so many, they are quite open, fortunately. And so neuroscience, this is the you know, one that is really changing. What is happening is the, now there is straight, straightforward brain evidence. When we are in our ego, we act very locally. That's obvious from our behavior, right? We are very me-centered. We are pretty negative because the brain is negative. We are pretty much identified with the brain. Remember, scientists are not, aren't smart people. They're very smart people. <laughs> so they would not make any basic mistakes in what they say. So there is truth that the human beings have a tendency of being machines. And of course, um, uh, that's the ego. And uh, the brain shows that. The ego is very local, only a couple of areas, the task-related area, like we are talking, so the uh, sensory areas and some of the motor areas, because I'm speaking, uh, will be involved. And consciousness, that ego consciousness is, is, is in the part called prefrontal cortex, and that will be involved. Uh, that's it. But on the other hand, when people are creative, same scientists, neuroscientists have found, this is the newest technology, functional MRI. They take images while they also know which 
parts of the brain are active because that's where there is function going on, oxygenation, blood flow. So now this method shows that when we are creative, then the story changes. The brain becomes very non-local. Different parts of the brain, different apparatuses of the brain in distant areas, they act in complete coherence. They act in synchrony. And this is uh, absolutely impossible to produce in the machine model because machines cannot be non-local. Only quantum systems can be non-local. So, you know, spending 40 years to predict these things and uh, suggest these things and suggest methods of how to reach this deeper non-local state of consciousness has been worth it because now scientific evidence is coming and ultimately scientists you know, they are ruled by evidence, not mm -hmm. by philosophy, not by metaphysics, not by prejudice. Right. So I think eventually, it will take a few years. I mean, remember, from Copernicus to Galileo, it was a hundred years. <laughs> so this time I'm hoping that because we have internet, because we have you guys, we have a pretty good media coverage now. So mm -hmm. I think the message of quantum physics is getting around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it, it's definitely getting around. I think it's so fun to listen to you talk about this stuff because part of, you know, certainly we, we can't offer up any hard scientific evidence, but socially we can and empirically we can and experientially we can. And, and what work I've been really deeply in is I can feel and sense um, the different at the different parts of the of the brain being used and one of and that led me to this real clear awareness of some of the sensitization that's happening right now in our systems is is we have to be able to sense what we previously thought were our involuntary systems and um and we're starting to become aware of those and it makes complete sense to me from a very spiritual perspective because we truly can't turn over and align completely with the divine unless we are aware enough of every aspect of ourselves to voluntarily turn it over and so there are layers upon layers that are being revealed to us. And um, I remember sitting in an ultrasound last year and I kept asking the technician, I said, you do realize I can feel those waves. And she said, you can feel sound waves. And I said, absolutely. I know exactly where those things are inside of my body. And she said, we should study this. And I was like, no, we shouldn't. <laughs> you know, and I was kind of running away because I was like, no, thanks. I don't need to be that. But but there, you know, I love what you said about the fact that science isn't going to move in those directions unless we can provide proof. And, um, and I love that it's happening. And I think that we have to have those anchors, right? There has to be that foundedness. Certainly we can pioneer and be divergent and go exploring, but ultimately we have to be able to anchor it in, um, in, in, a, in a divergent, convergent kind of relationship. Um, and so your work is so incredibly fascinating because it's, in its in it in its in its symbolism is identical to the work that I felt guided into, in the sense of we have to figure out how to take these esoteric kind of concepts that we know that make every cell in our body vibrate with knowingness, and we have to figure out what it means here, what we're supposed to do with it here, or can do with it, or should do it. Well, who who knows who dictates that? Um, I'm glad you said that because it is true that every cell has consciousness and every cell can cognize. It is very, very important to realize that, that we have this uh, trillion cells 
And how alive we can be, I mean, I'm not suggesting, okay, in one day you cannot connect to the cellular consciousness, but at least we don't have to be so bound to the one organ thinking mm -hmm. brain. We can at least wake up to the heart, immune system. We can wake up to the gastrointestinal system. And if we wake up to the cells in the body that we can feel with the heart, we can feel with our gut, if we wake up to that, that would be itself such a big progress because heart is <laughs> its own locality, you know? People have to struggle when they think. Yeah, if we can just get there. <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy when you have the heart open. Oh, it's awesome. Well, and, and, I mean, we've been successfully playing with what we, we deemed intentional molecular creation for a while now, and it's the awareness that those cells pass on information. And so when we can disrupt the information that's being passed on and give them a different story to pass on, if we are intentional enough about it, and it takes about 26 hours to go all the way through every cell in the body, you can actually reprogram it. Now, now, the challenge is everything that's between here and there, right? The challenge is the disbelief. The challenge is the, um, you know, what mechanisms we lean into in the face of something different or in the face of something that feels threatening to um, reality as we perceive of it. Because, you know, it might, my, our audience has heard me say plenty now. You have to be able to look something in the face and deny its existence in order to understand how manifestation works because it, the projection can only show us what we used to believe, right? And most of us aren't comfortable sitting in the void while the projection resets itself, but you have to be able to sit in the void. That's faith, right? It, it's it's, it's belief them, beyond proof. You have to take them step by step. And the point is that the people have gone so much the other way. It's, it's all intellect because Machines can only intellectualize, they cannot do mm -hmm. anything. So this is what people do, um, information processing and intellectualizing. And you notice the effect everywhere. Everything comes with commentary, you cannot get even uh, just raw news, you just cannot get it. Mm -hmm. So um, this being the case, people are very puzzled, you know, where is meaning, where is value, why don't I feel mm -hmm. satisfied, why am I so mm -hmm. depressed? I mean, these questions are being asked every day, especially when under the coronavirus, people are confined in their homes and they really are feeling this, feeling depressed, feeling lonely, feeling left mm -hmm. out, feeling that they're not connected with anyone. On the other hand, connection is just so easy. But of course, if you behave like a machine and you have been taught that you are a machine, then it is very difficult. So you have to first mm -hmm. work on their belief system. This is what we do in quantum activism. We first uh, introduce the quantum principles, but look, we can connect. So we have non-locality, we have the power. It's just <laughs> that you cannot be intellectual and do it. You have right. to be creative. You can be a creative intellectual, then you can do it. But easiest way for, for people is to discover that you can feel with the body. You mm -hmm. can feel you can feel with the heart, you can feel with the stomach. And when you learn that you can feel and the feeling can be strong and they can give you answers and they do give you answers so much more easily. And most importantly, they give you the capacity to love and making the 
the power to connect with someone. These are the things that you want to, people want to manifest. I mean, mm -hmm. people ultimately, you know, initially people talk about, okay, let me manifest a car for myself. But after a while, they realize that, no, what I really want to manifest is happiness. What I really mm -hmm. want to manifest is love. And right. this is where quantum science really can help one to open up and, and partake the entire creative process and start manifesting. And wonderful things can happen in life. Well, and I, you're absolutely preaching to the choir. I, you know, for a lot of us who are a little bit maybe harder headed than others, you know, the, the experience is you, you kind of have to accomplish some things and check some boxes. And, you know, for me, it was, um, you know, initially was, was academia and then it was the career, you know, and, and, but along those ways, it was stacking up, you know, a, a master's in critical theory and then, and then being a soldier and then a, the counterintelligence arena. And so it was, what it was doing was it was, it was leaning me so heavy into that, um, conservative kind of linear thinking, um, real logic driven cognition. And, and the walk back from that place was so incredibly um, daunting because I had to be willing to look everything in the face that I had put so much solidity in only to find later, of course, that that, that was not all for nothing. I got to then carry the, that skill set, those experiences, all of that training into what, what we call the abstract frequencies, right, where we create um, in a totally different way. And, and, and from there, this space that you're speaking about where we know we can feel with our hearts and where we can feel with our, our toes and we can feel with our guts and we can feel, you know, every, everything inside of us lights up. And when you can, can put all that together, you know, we're talking about this idea of wholeness, right? And finding everything in the nothingness, this is the squeezing through the eye of the needle, right? In order to move into those spaces, though, the perception is, and you spoke to this earlier, that people think they're going to have to give something up. And for sure you are. You have to give up your attachments to what you thought things were, but you get everything you on the other side of that. That's what you have to give up. But they, those beliefs are really shortchanging you, and um, the quicker one recognizes that these belief systems are really shortchanging me, keeping me from getting my what I deserve, getting my uh, potentialities to fulfill and be happy. And when I think people realize that they're pursuing a wrong worldview, they're being guided by the wrong people, this is the crucial thing. You really have to call on this um, intelligentsia, the people who are selling scientific materialism literally, so much so, that you know, you, you cannot go to the media and uh, regular media, I mean, establishment media, and find anything, anything about the alternative culture that is developing. So mm -hmm. it's an amazing polarization. On one hand, you have uh, these huge discoveries that is going on, exciting things are happening and quite scientific, and people are transforming, people are changing. You know, we have a transformational university now. We are giving PhD and master's degree in uh, for people who want to work on quantum science of mm -hmm. health, prosperity, and happiness. But um, uh, all the availability, all this, uh, you know, we are giving it away because we are offering it very cheap. Our faculty does not take any salary or hardly anything. And so, but the, the, but the publicity of it is, is, is difficult to generate. 
And, and this is the thing. I mean, you compete with this huge establishment machinery, the regular media, and our media is good, but still they have uh, much to catch up to. I mean, those, those guys have so much money and so much access to um, publicity that we uh, are having difficulty in, you know, competing with them. But, but well, I have a, yeah, I have a little <laughs> bit of a different perspective on that because uh, what I see instead is I see it as a really necessary phase to make sure that we have a really solid foundation. We're seeing that in our organization. Um, the information that I keep getting about it is <clears throat> I keep please, go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> foundation is something that we are we are doing, and then that is of course very necessary before we really really hit the public airwaves. So it, for it is, sure. Not, I'm not really unhappy about what is going on. <laughs> we're running out of time a little bit, you know, with global warming especially, this is a very dangerous situation yeah. with climate change. And we do have some urgency. And the, the worst thing, uh, Tonya, is the what is going on right now. The polarization has made getting things done so difficult in countries like America and many other countries that the uh, making changes just does not happen very much at the government level anymore. And so people are stuck with their what they have and people have to take initiative and that initiative is uh, uh, difficult when the entire media is telling you that well, this is who you are. This is what it is, and this is the way it will be, and this is inevitable. And this well, is the that we have to, we have to, we already have a pretty solid scientific base. I think it is time, and 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 you are doing it. I'm doing it. So, um, but we 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 have to create a sense of urgency, which I think the is the main message of what is happening right now, coronavirus and the economic downturn that will come, that will expose the really the weaknesses underbelly of this culture. In oh, absolutely. Yeah. And down with all these things that are going on and that people have to caught on, you know, in time so that we can, we can, we can, we can rescue it. I, you know, I predicted, well, not I predicted, but, but I, I heard my mouth say the words a few years ago that, um, you know, anything, especially from a business perspective that doesn't stay ahead of technology and consciousness um, is going to be challenged in the future. And, and what we're seeing now, I think, is anything that was built on any foundation of the subtlest of fears and not a foundation of whatever you want to call it, whether you, you call it, you know, our creative potential or, or, or divine in, inspiration, whatever, whatever it is for you. Um, there's a very clear chasm that's that's widening now between not not haves and have nots, but those who um, are sensitized enough to to kind of see how to do things a little bit differently and those who are not. Um, yeah. It feels very much on purpose. And all we can do is reach our hands across that divide and say, hey, come with us. Like and the, and the invitation's always been there. Um, it just feels like now the decision point is 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 being illuminated, um, and and I you know and there's there's tons of creative potential happening, and I hear what you're saying, and so certainly that's why, you know, we do what we can, and and we're encouraged that these numbers keep rising, folks. We know you're listening, and we know you're sharing. 
Um, and we appreciate that. Keep sharing. Listen to what we're talking about here. Like the, the we have to get to the social proof phase if we have any hope of getting to mass adoption. That's and so, so that's where we're at. Yes. Say that again. And the part of non-locality, just not only this local means. I mean, what we are doing is great. But of course, at the same time, if our heart is open, then we add another component, which is that a direct communication, a direct connection to people. And, and, and please, listeners, everyone, feel that connection. That connection is there. I feel it, and you can feel it. Tonya can feel it, you can feel it too. Beautiful. Well, I think those are fantastic words to close out on. Let's tell people again where they can go, where they can find your website. We can send them to Migaswami, A-M-I-T-G-O-S-W-A-M-I dot org, correct? It was a dot org, not a dot com, right? Awesome. Very cool. Well, I love your work. I love the fact that you have the courage to do your work, and, and we appreciate you. Um, thanks for coming on the show. Of course. My delight. <laughs> and to all of you out there, we absolutely appreciate your loyalty. Um, stay safe and healthy. And until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers, and change the world. Take care, everyone. We love you all. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.